informative podcast all about training working dogs look no further than the lwdg pod dog this weekly show is hosted by me joanne perrott founder of the ladies working dog group and i chat to experienced trainers and experts in the field who will give you helpful tips and advice whether you're just getting started or you've been working dogs for years this podcast will have something for you so pull up a chair pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to lwdg pod dog and let us help you build a better bond with your best friend. Hello and welcome to another episode of LWDG Dog. This week I'm joined by the amazing Claire Denya. Claire, how are we today? I'm very well, thank you, Jo. How are you? I'm very excited to talk to you about a conversation that we tend to have quite a lot within the group, which is what to expect when your puppy turns into a teenager. Now we have the conversations all the time that we had this really, really adorable puppy that was so, so good. And then as it grew up a little bit and got a little bit older, it turned into this like mad teenager and they go through this really difficult period, don't they? They do, yeah. It, it can be a real challenge for a lot of owners. Um, and that phase really differs from dog to dog. But it's being prepared that it can happen to any dog from around five months of age, which surprises a lot of people when they first realise that. Because at five months of age, most dogs, most young dogs still look very much like a tiny little puppy. Um, But they start behaving in different ways. They're learning different things. Um, With some dogs, you might not notice it till a bit later. But it can happen any time from five months of age. So what you just said there, I suppose to a lot of us, we expect a human to go through a teenage phase. But a lot of people, a lot of owners are quite shocked that their dog is going through this uh, sort of challenging time where they are really testing their boundaries for us, aren't they? So what are the changes that will take place in a dog's body when they turn into a teenager? Yeah. So as I said, adolescence starts officially starts from five months of age, but varying from dog to dog and breed to breed, um, you're going to notice different things at different times. But from that time until adulthood, um, the things that are going on for that dog, which can interrupt training, change behaviours, are things like teething. So we have to be very mindful um, that until... A young dog is around seven months of age. They're still going through a teething process. Um, Obviously, physically, they're still growing. Now, obviously, the smaller breeds will reach their full height quicker um, and at a younger age than the bigger breeds. The bigger the breed, the longer that that growing phase takes. Um, But it's not just the height. It's also developing muscle, broadening out. So... There's a lot of growth going on. So, of course, that can cause the dog to maybe go through growth spurts. You know, some young dogs have almost like growing pains. Um, Then you've also got hormones developing as well. So a lot of young dogs, when their hormones are kicking in, will seemingly become more distracted by the world around them um, and by scent and by other dogs and people. Because all of this physical stuff is going on, 
and they do grow incredibly quickly. I mean, when I look at my Labradors, the changes in them physically from eight weeks of age to 18 months of age, I mean, that's crazy. They just grow so quickly and so much is going on for the dog during that time. I remember with dad's lab pups, you know, you'd see this, he liked to keep the boys and they tended to be quite gangly and quite all over the place. And then they would hit this phase where they would literally, they, they, you would almost see their skulls broaden. They would go from this little gangly thing to this quite strong, quite wide, quite physically not overpowering but you could tell at that point they were a, they were a man not a pup if that makes sense yeah no i know exactly what you mean however they mature much slower than they grow physically so it, it's really remembering that that the the mental maturity in a lot of dogs and a lot of breeds actually takes a lot longer than the growing so you, you, you have all this stuff going on. So you've got this like five-month-old puppy that still looks like this little baby, um, is very immature and going through all this stuff. And then you've also got your, say, a year-old, an 18-month-old Labrador, let's say, for instance, who, let's just say, you know, they look like they're grown and they look quite adult, but mentally, a lot of them are still very immature, <laughs> Yeah, because isn't it correct that, like, for, exa for example, a Labrador is two years until they fully mature, isn't it? It really varies from dog to dog. Um, yes, the I would say the average Labrador, Labrador matures mentally between two to three years of age. But just in my three, I've seen a huge vari variance in that. So Indy, who's now 10 years old, she was very serious, very young. She was always a very serious puppy, which made her more seemingly more mature. Um, Rose, who is now three, I have to say it's only in the last six months that I feel like she's developed what I would call a sensible head. You know, in terms of training, she had it all, but she didn't ha yet have the maturity to kind of like not need a lot of guidance from me. And dude, bless his heart, the middle one, who's eight years of age, I can honestly say he must have been three to four years old before I felt like he had a mature head on him. But it doesn't mean they're not able to learn and they're not able to train effectively, but the mental maturity is what tends to give you more reliability. And if you take that information and then you listen to our previous podcast on the working dog age race, you can, you know, see even further this race together and trained as fast as possible. It really doesn't align to how they are maturing, does it? No, it really doesn't. And, and that's a real challenge because what I often see in adolescence, and I see this with clients, dogs all the time, is you might get puppies that come and do our puppy foundation classes and then they might start beginner gun dog which we don't take young dogs into beginner gun dog until they're at least five to six months of age ideally six or older because we have to bear in mind they're still going through teething and all things like that and that can affect the gun dog training it can affect them wanting to retrieve how that feels for them when they're retrieving um but 
everybody's in quite a race with these young dogs and they start off really well and a lot of the time the dogs that start really well when they hit adolescence and they're now being distracted by their hormones kicking in and by other things in the environment it feels like the training's going wrong but it isn't that the training's going wrong it's just that the dog has got all this other stuff going on in its body and in its head and so we can't rush through the training. So you have to work with every dog so individually and at a pace that is working for that dog with that owner. Um, so we always sort of say to people, look, you know, yes, you're all roughly the same level, but all of your dogs will mature at different rates, will go through different things at different stages. So don't compare your dog to another dog um, and don't compare where you are with your training um to the next person because your journey will be very individual so we've just started to touch upon it there but what are the challenges that come with this period of development that we can expect to see as owners with regards to things like training there's so many challenges <laughs> so many one of the things i will i will touch on because there is something that is often talked about in the dog training world, which is um, the dog's fear phases. So there's a lot of controversy um, amongst some people about these fear phases. But what I will say is that it does seem that between six months and 14 months of age, a lot of young dogs seem to go through what we call a second fear phase, which is where they suddenly become worried, fearful, unsure of things that maybe in the past they've been absolutely fine with. Um, so that can manifest itself in various ways. It could be that they suddenly see somebody with an umbrella and start barking. It could be they suddenly seem more sensitive to noise. Um, but it's really important if your dog goes through a second fear phase, um, be patient and act in a relaxed, matter-of-fact way about these things. Don't force your dog to actually face something that they're genuinely fearful of. You don't want to be pushing the dog towards something that they're really fearful of, that they're genuinely afraid of. But equally, you don't want to make a really big deal of the situation. So you just need to kind of treat the dog almost as you did as a puppy when you were socialising it and working with it through getting it used to different things then. It's kind of a very similar process. Behaviorally, behaviorally wise, um, you might find that your dog gets more distracted than it did before um, when you're training. So you might find that whereas your keen little retriever that used to run out, pick a retrieve and come back at the speed of light, they might be starting to think about, well, what else is in on offer for me? How much do I value that dummy? Maybe I'll go and have a pee over there instead. Maybe I'll run up to that dog instead and, and see what they would want to come and play with me because uh, that looks like fun. Um, you might find that your dog suddenly becomes way more interested in people and dogs than it's ever been before. Um, you might find that some of the steadiness that you maybe have been putting in, your dog starts to get overexcited and, and is like, oh, you know, this is amazing. And you might lose some of your steadiness that you've been working so hard on. Equally, your dog might suddenly think that you're formalizing two things too quickly and they, they're young and just want to have fun, might go off the boil. So there's loads of things during adolescence that can occur in the training um because the dog has got other things going on it's got the growth it's got the hormones um 
And it's also developing a little bit more independence, um, which can be a challenge in itself. If you think about it, you see so many uh, of our members write about the fact that this frustration that they are feeling because the dog feels quite disengaged from them. But if we start thinking about all these sort of hormone things going on, it's probably we should be shocked if they're not disengaged from us shouldn't we at this point although we're encouraging them to to still be working with us we should be expecting as sam would say expect the unexpected but we should expect them to lose their their focus and find other things more interesting in the last little bit yeah i think for most dogs at some point in their training during adolescence you're going to go through it it's very few dogs don't hit any kind of adolescent phase where they seem more distracted or they seem more fearful or they seem a bit less interested in training and more interested in other things but when that happens between sort of five months and up to adulthood varies greatly between dog to dog so you might think you've got away with it I remember at seven months of age I hadn't noticed anything with Indy and literally overnight the next day her recall just was gone like literally gone and up until that day she had recalled 100% regardless of what was going on around her and then at seven months of age she just went nah I think I might decide I want to do something else instead and I remember phoning John because he was out with her that first time it happened and he'd been gone a really long time and I phoned him and said um where are you? You've been gone ages. You should be back by now. And he said, I will be back in a minute, but without the dog at this rate. And I said, why? (laughs) And he said, the blooming dog. He said, she is five foot away from me, but she will not come any closer. And she was literally bouncing. And for her, that was a game. She'd never done it before, but she was suddenly like, let's just see what happens if I do this. So she had to go back on a long line for a couple of months while we taught her that it's not negotiable, sweetheart. This recall is very important part of your training. (laughs) When you're talking about things like that, and we've talked about a little bit about the frustration in handling the challenges, what is the way to go forward with it for as an owner? Because part of us could think okay oh well it's to be expected i will chill out i'll take all the pressure off and i won't really care about this but then part of us might be thinking well actually there's going to be a whole amount of time where this dog doesn't get the training it should so where's the balance what should we do if things get difficult with our dog so that that's a really interesting point joe and it's something that um you know owners need to be educated on for sure You see on forums a lot conversations where people say the dog will grow out of it about things that are going on during adolescence. Now, dogs will do what we allow them to do. That's the bottom line of it. And so if we don't teach that young dog that actually that's not appropriate, your dog may not grow out of it because they don't know any different. They don't know any better. You've not told them that's not okay. So let's just say with Indy, with that recall problem, let's just say we hadn't put a long line on her that very next day and gone, this can't happen again. I'm I'm talking it took John like 40 minutes to get her in the end. Um, So we put the long line on because what we needed to do was teach her that it's not negotiable. 
it, you have to recall. If we had chosen not to do that, what would have happened? She could have repeated that behaviour day after day, walk after walk, and that then becomes for her the norm and the habit. And the likelihood of her growing out of that game pretty much isn't there. So we do have to look at a behaviour. And if the dog is exhibiting a behaviour that isn't one that we want them to continue in their life, we have to change something or do something about it to ensure that that doesn't become what the dog believes is the norm. So this is a little bit like same as humans when you're going through adolescence. If you've got a teenager who's being a little bit bolshy, you're going to take into account the fact that they've got hormones, but you're still going to say the rules are the rules, kiddo. Absolutely. Yeah, you can't allow the dog to just decide, you know, that that's how they're going to behave for the next six months. You leave that six months, you've got an ingrained behaviour that becomes much more difficult um, to fix. So that goes for everything that happens in adolescence. You, The, the common things is recall. Dogs starts pulling and lunging towards other dogs or people, um, jumping up, all these behaviours. If we don't educate the, the dogs that that's not okay when they're going through adolescence, that's what you're going to get in your adult dog. It becomes much, much harder to then rectify or modify those behaviours um, when you've got an adult dog that's been performing those behaviours for a long time. I was listening to um, a podcast yesterday with a guy called John Asraf who talks about the human brain, but talks about habit forming. And he was saying about, um, if you think of a field full of grass, if you walk once across that grass, you're not really gonna get a path, the grass will come back up, you'll not see where the person's been. But if you continuously walk the same path over and over and over, after a certain while, there is no grass there, it's bare and that, is basically how habits are formed that way of ingraining is so deep into our minds yeah it's there and what he talks about which i found fascinating yesterday was once a habit is formed you can change a habit but the old habit doesn't go away so you can change this new habit but it's very very easy for us to go back to the old habit and i can see what you're saying here with teenage dog we're allowing them to get away with it and say no it's okay it's a teenager we're allowing them to really really ingrain that habit and making ourselves a lifelong problem really aren't we yeah absolutely that that's exactly it so what are your top tips claire for helping your dog to adjust to being a teenager to push forward their training but to allow them to to work through this period in their life yeah, okay, so my my tips that I would give generally to all owners on dealing with adolescence in a dog, be consistent in the messages that you are giving your dog. So what I mean by that is don't one day allow them to do a behaviour, the next day tell them they can't do the behaviour and then the day after that allow them to do the behaviour again. You need to be really consistent in the messages that you're giving your little adolescent dog so that they understand what is and isn't acceptable. It's really unfair on the dog if you're not consistent because it makes it much harder for them to learn and understand. Um, be clear and concise in, in what you're doing as well. So make sure that you are being 
it's similar to consistency, but make sure you're being very clear that you're setting those rules and boundaries, um, that you play with the dog, that you enjoy the dog, but you also have those um, clear and concise rules and boundaries about what is and isn't acceptable. You need to continue to proof your training. So when the dog's going through adolescence, taking the foundations that are really strong and proofing them in different environments under different circumstances um, and in different areas. So you're proofing that training and getting the dog, the young dog to understand that the behaviors that you ask for in the garden, that they can do so well on the training field, that, that they also that they apply outside of those areas as well. Be prepared to go back to basics if your dog is really struggling. Be prepared to take a step back in your training um, and then rebuild from there. There's no point letting something consistently go wrong. So for me, if a dog makes a mistake twice, I will then change something the third time help the dog get it right, whether that be shortening the distance, reducing the distractions, whatever it is, I will change something so that the dog isn't repeating that behaviour again and again. And as we were saying about just now, learning the unwanted behaviours and then becoming ingrained. So if something's gone wrong twice on the third time, change something and set the dog up for success. Um, make sure that you continue during adolescence to build on that recall that you've worked so hard on don't let that slip because during adolescence that's the most common thing that starts to slip is, is recall and teach your dog you know how to have good manners um and how to behave generally they, they would be my top tips okay i got really really excited then i thought she's gonna somehow end up giving me like this like five c's because you're like consistent in the message <laughs> with our request clear in our actions continue to prove training i was like she's making up like a five c's and then we got be prepared to take a step back <laughs> so oh we've okay maybe i need to think of a sentence that starts with c for that one <laughs> yeah they are amazing tips so we're either going to end up with four c's from claire or five c's from claire we'll we'll see if we can work that out and add it into the show notes um if people are having issues with uh, adolescents, if you're having issues with your recall, please make sure to go and check out the Hot Mess Handler. I've been told that I don't actually tell people about it enough, so I'm going to tell people more about it. We do have a foundational training course. It covers nine foundational areas that if you listen, if you learn, if you practice, you will have a very, very solid foundational dog that you can then grow upon, do more with, improve. So um, if you want to find out more about that, just go along to www.ladiesworkingdoggroup.com forward slash hot mess handler. Um, thank you very much for this today, Claire. I'm sure people are going to be absolutely loving this and thinking, I definitely need to think about this a little more if I've got a new pup. If you've got a dog that's been through adolescence and you're thinking a little bit like, oh, I didn't do those four C's, I didn't do those things, what should they do? Definitely seek help from somebody. Seek help from a trainer can help you. You know, it's all very well trying to muddle through it yourself, but if your dog's already got um, ingrained behaviours that, that need to be changed, it can be very hard to see through the mist of that yourself. 
and get very frustrated. So absolutely seek a trainer to help you. I absolutely agree. As much, you know, as founder of the LWDG, I love everything we do. I learn from it, our monthly masterclasses. I learn from our forums. I learn from our live coaching, all that stuff. I do find spending time with a trainer incredibly valuable because like you said, they can see things in your relationship with your dog that you may not be able to see. It helps you see the wood through the trees for want of a better word. So thank you all for listening. Thank you, Claire, for another amazing podcast. We hope you've all enjoyed. Please send us your feedback. With each podcast, there's also a blog in the free content on our website. So go along, have a little look at that, pop your comments in there, and Claire will be able to see them. Have a lovely week, and we shall speak to you all next week. Thank you for listening to LWDG Poddog with me, Joe Parrott. Now we all know training a dog takes time, energy and patience, but our lives can be really, really busy. Don't worry, the LWDG has got you covered. Join us for our free planning workshop where we'll show you how to use short 10 minute training sessions each day to fast forward your dog's education. Our experts have years of experience in training dogs and will help you get started on the right foot. Register now and start making progress with your furry friend today. Go to our Facebook page, The Ladies Working Dog Group, and click on the pinned post. Or visit www.thelwdg.com.